from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, October 3rd, 2016. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Get a free quote for your customized apparel right now by calling 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. Send them an email, beantownathletics at gmail.com or visit their website, beantownathletics.com. And oh yeah, hockey season has begun, so bring your skates into Beantown Athletics on Granite Ave in Dorchester for the best skate shopping you will find in all of New England. Welcome to the show on today's podcast. As you know, I only do two a week now, Mondays and Fridays, so this podcast will be uh, available the rest of the It'll be available whenever you want it, but to keep it fresh and timely, uh, we have Monday's show and then we'll have Friday's show. So on today's show, I'm going to give my results for Picks Picks. It's what I do every Friday. I'll give my Week 4 NFL Picks Picks results, go over the top storylines in Week 4 in the NFL, a little preview to the Monday night game. Uh, take a look at the local storyline, which is the New England Patriots. A little look into week five. I'll close out the show with my Major League Baseball postseason predictions because the postseason begins on Tuesday. Tomorrow night, the American League wildcard game, the National League wildcard game is going to be on Wednesday night. And then the divisional series in the ALDS, both ALDS series begin Thursday. The NLDS series begin on Friday. So this is Major League Baseball postseason week, and I will close out the show with my postseason predictions. Uh, but I think the big story today, and this is just really how I feel on this Monday, a day after the Patriots don't just lose to the Buffalo Bills. They get shut out at home 16 to nothing. And I know some people want to just overreact to this game, overreact to this loss, but I'm thrilled today. I'm actually a happy camper because what I know to be true right now on this Monday, October 3rd, is that Tom Brady is back in the building. Tom Brady has returned to the New England Patriots. He's going to be playing on Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Browns in Cleveland. Oh, by the way, the 0-4 Browns as of right now on this Monday afternoon, Patriots 10.5-point favorites in this one. That could change. That could go up to 13. I expect it to maybe be close to 14. But when you take on the 0-4 Browns, I don't care where this game's going to be played, all you need to know is that Tom Brady's returning and the Patriots are not going to look like they looked offensively yesterday at home against the Buffalo Bills. So that's the big story today. I think the biggest story is that Tom Brady, the Deflategate suspension is over. He goes back into the building. He rejoins the team. He's going to practice this week, and he is going to play Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Cleveland Browns, and all is right with the New England Patriots when Brady is back because, look, if I told you going into the season that Tom Brady would be suspended the first four games and the Patriots would finish those first four games with a 3-1 and one record, okay, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. I would be thrilled with that. I thought they would go 2-2, two and two, uh, but they end up going 3-1. and one. And when Brady shows up in Cleveland next Sunday and absolutely whoops the Browns, are people still going to be talking about the loss against the Bills in which they had their third-string quarterback going? 
Are you going to actually be talking about that? And you know what? We still haven't really seen the full return of Rob Gronkowski, and I think we are going to see that full return from Gronk very soon because now Brady is back with the team. So to me, that's the biggest story today uh, and throughout the week, at least in the football world, that will be the biggest story. Obviously, we got postseason baseball and I'll close out the show today with my postseason predictions. But um, uh, Pete, my producer, Pete Needham, in case people didn't listen on Friday, my producer's back in studio with me here yeah, at the Beantown Athletic Studio. It's good to be here. And it's show number two for you on your return. Two in a row. We're and, doing well. Yeah. I will say this, if you didn't listen to Friday's show, you should, because every Friday we have this new uh, daily fantasy sports segment with my daily fantasy football expert, Rob Gomes. He won the million dollars, what, the millionaire maker for DraftKings, and he's doing some stuff with them, and uh, he's going to join me every Friday for a segment for some expertise, some advice if you will. Though I I gave him some pretty good advice. Told you to take Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback. Told you to take DeMarco Murray as your running back. So I think I gave you some pretty good advice too. So that's a segment we'll be doing every Friday along with my picks uh, for every week in the NFL. But uh, Pete, it was your return to the show Friday. And here you are now back for show number two. Glad to have you. We had an interesting weekend. I mean, I was hesitant to actually. Interesting is a, is a word, I was yeah. hesitant to tell word. the the full story <laughs> of this, but we might as well because you know as we look back and sort of recap the weekend, and, and I'll get to the NFL games in just a minute. A lot going on. I mean, David Ortiz. You know, this might have been the biggest story of the weekend. Is that his final regular season series, his final regular season games, and you had an extra ticket. Pete, for Friday night's game at home against the Toronto Blue Jays, the Red Sox Blue Jays. And uh, I went thinking that, now I never really turned down a free Red Sox ticket, okay? Especially, you know, you get some pretty sick seats, so I never really turned those down. But, yeah, it was going to be, I knew it was going to be cold, it was going to be raining, they already clinched the division. The reason I I would not turn this ticket down is because, look, I don't know that I'm going to be at a postseason game. I don't know that I'm going to be able to get to one. You know, obviously I have to work. I don't know if I'm going to be there. Um, so I don't know if I'm ever going to see David Ortiz in person again. So I have to go to this game. I have to take this ticket. So we go to the game Friday night. Uh, and Pete, you say, hey, I'm going to get a cab. You're coming from Dorchester. I'm in Selfie. Pete says, all right, I'll pick you up 6 o'clock. I said, all right, good. Because, you know, the David Ortiz ceremony before the game, whatever ceremony they were going to have, uh, I wanted to be there to see it. And um, so we left early enough. So, Pete, you pick me up. It, it, you call me. You're like, all right, we're outside in the cab. And now it's raining out. It's just miserable weather. It's cold. It's raining. I go to get in the cab. And I go in the back seat driver's side. And I open the door. But when I open the door, and it's, it's let's, let's get it out of the way. Okay? It's, you didn't even call an Uber, which I still don't <laughs> fucking understand why? I mean, if you're going to call a cab in 2016, don't you call an Uber? And the Uber is not paying for this uh, segment. They are not paying for anything on this show, though they should after what I'm about to say. We should, I should be, I believe they have uh, their station here in Dorchester, too. I, I saw Uber, an Uber sign on Morrissey Boulevard. Uh, maybe I should stop by there after this show and pick up some money because they fucking owe me after what I'm about to say and the story I'm about to tell. Pete, first and foremost, before I get into the dirty details of what happened on the way to this Red Sox game Friday night, why 
in the world did you decide to call Lyft over Uber? I'm a Lyft guy. What do you mean you're I've a Lyft al- guy? I've always been a Lyft guy. You have guy. not always been a I Lyft have. guy. I'm telling you, I've, from you've the not, beginning. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. I have. I switched Lyft, sides. What's going on here? Now, this story doesn't Wait, help, help my case at all. Is but Lyft paying you? No. And I don't know not. about it? No, they're not. We, you know, it could be a... We can try and get him in. I don't here. think it's gonna after this story I'm about to tell. Yeah, this is this is a tough you one. Have, so you're telling me you've I'm never telling used you it's Uber. Cheaper. It's cheaper than it, oh, Uber. Oh, it, it is. is. It is. No, this this night it wasn't, Why? but it's cheaper I don't than Uber. So. I'm telling I don't you. think it is. I don't think that's factual information. That's <laughs> not factual you, information is. for the people. I take it all, all right, the time. Whatever. You don't. You. I know you. You. Pick, it, you I don't even we, drive anymore. I just take I take Lyft everywhere. Well, you took Lyft, and I couldn't understand it. And at the time, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what was going on. So. I go to get in the car, the back seat, driver's side, and I look down at the tire, the back tire, and it is as flat as you could possibly get, okay? The tire's flat. It's one thing to have a slow leak or to have, like, you know, eh, you know what? There's not enough air in this tire. At least it's, it's lower than the other tires. No, 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 no. This thing was as flat as it could be, and I open the door, and I look at the girl driving. I go... You, you got a flat tire here, you know. And she looks back and she goes, oh, I know, I'll take, I'll take care of it after. And I'm, I look at you, I'm still standing outside the car. I go, after what? What do you mean after? After we break down five minutes into this drive? After we crash and burn? No. If you don't know how to get to Fenway from Salty, there's a couple different ways you can go. And there's like, there's like three ways we could call it, right? You can go... Molina Cash, you can go Mass Ave, you can go Fort Street Bridge and go down like past Boylston, Calm Ave. Those are the three ways I could go. I guess somehow, some way, maybe you could take a route that ends you ends up on Starrow Drive. Yeah, actually, we ended up on Starrow Drive, but let me tell you how. Um, so this girl just starts driving with a flat tire and she's like whipping around, you know, and she's changing all the good songs on the radio. And I'm sitting there looking at Pete and I'm going, and I'm out loud. I'm like, you were pretty aggressive. I'm like, we're, you were aggressive. We're gonna, this girl has a flat tire. And now she can hear everything I'm saying. I'm like, we're not going to make it in. We're going to have to call another one. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you even fucking call Lyft? Like, I don't even know why you would do this. All right? So we're on the way in. I'm like, we're going to break down. We're going to be late. Uh, typical. I mean, it's just like, my, this is perfect. This is just exactly what would happen to me when I get in. Uh, maybe the last time I ever get to see David Ortiz play. And um, so... We take a crazy, where do we go, Mass Ave? She took Mass Ave. It's probably the worst route to take out of all the routes. Traffic, raining, you know, it, it, it's getting dark early now. So that, even, that, that contributes to the traffic, right? When it gets dark and it's raining, like that contributes to the traffic. And it's Mass Ave. So I don't know why she took this route, but she did. And when she gets like near Fenway, like she gets, we're like we looking. We were close. We're, we were I'm looking at close. Fenway. I could have spit on Fenway. She takes this left. <laughs> And we're going down a ramp onto the mass pike. I'm going, I'm about to flip out in the back seat. I'm like, we got a flat tire. We're going on the mass pike. At this point, it's like 6.30, maybe a little bit later than that. And I'm looking at Pete going, and we go, oh, no, 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 no. And she's like, what, what? We're like, you're going on the mass pike. Now, if you go on the mass pike, the, the first stop or exit is Alston, Brighton, Cambridge. Now, in a perfect world, there's a, there's a stop in between then. Sometimes I can't figure out why there isn't, but that's the, that's the only stop. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Go the Alston-Brighton route. Now, Pete is telling, I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why you're saying this. 
but you're telling her to not go fast pass. For some reason, you have sympathy for this fucking girl. I'm about to be late for the David Ortiz ceremony, and you're like, oh, don't go fast pass. You have to pay cash. If not, you're going to get a ticket. I'm looking at you like, who cares if she gets a ticket? She should get a ticket. She just brought us on the mess pike. She's telling us that she's, like, going to shut the, the lift machine off. You're not going to have to pay extra. Pete's concerned about her getting a ticket. Why are you concerned about her getting a ticket? Pete, why? Like, what, what, why were you concerned? I felt bad because it was so awkward in the car with you yelling at her. She shouldn't have been, I mean, <laughs> she shouldn't have been driving seat. with a flat. She, we shouldn't have even been in that car. We should have got out insulting and said, you know what, hon? We're going to go with someone else because you have a flat tire. I, it's, it's not your fault, but we're just going to go somewhere else. And we didn't. And instead, she takes fault. terrible, <laughs> it's not, it's your, not fault. your fault, she takes terrible directions. We get on the mass pike. You don't tell her to go through the easy pass. We're, it's like the last week that you can even have cash, right? They, everybody has to have easy pass now. They're changing that. You can't have cash anymore. I think at, by the end of this month, you need to have an easy pass. I don't know what's going to happen to you, but you need to. I guess you get a ticket. Pete didn't want this girl to get a ticket. So we're waiting in line. Now we're waiting in line to, to go to, through the toll. And, of course, the line that we're in is like the longest toll line of all time. And we're like, what's going on? And we look out, and there's a guy in front. He's writing all his info down. So he didn't have money. He didn't want to get a ticket either. But he decided to just make our night even more miserable by filling out all his information for this guy. And we're waiting in this line because Pete doesn't want this girl to get a ticket. While I could give a fuck less about her and what type of ticket she gets and how this night ends up for her, I just want to get to Fenway. So then I'm like, all right, go Alston Brighton. What does she do? No, no, no. Cambridge takes the right, waiting in more traffic, sitting at another light that's an impossible light if you know if you get up there at that time, like 6.30. We end up on Starrow Drive. Nobody wants to be on Starrow Drive at that point. We're driving through Fenway. It's miserable. It took us like an hour to get to Fenway, okay? Now we think we're late. Luckily for us, you know, the game was delayed because of rain a little bit, maybe like a half hour. And then we're driving by. This is what, what... you know, this is what got me with the whole, whole trip. This girl was as clueless as you could be for the entire trip. We're driving by Remy's, right? The old Remy's. Now it's Tony C's. And, and I'm like, I'm just saying to Pete, I'm thinking out loud. I'm like, that, that was weird. I would just change names, you know? Change, I guess, ownership. But it's really the same place. Wasn't that weird? And Pete's like, yeah. Pete, you're like, yeah, that's weird. And, and she decides to chime in. Like, now she's Miss Know-It-All. Like, now she knows everything that's going on. And she's like, oh, there was an issue with management. And I'm like, oh now, oh, now you know? Now you know shit? You didn't know shit five minutes ago or for the last hour, but now you know shit about what's going on. Please, I'm done with this ride. Let me out right here. I got to go. And it was the worst ride I've ever had into Fenway, and it was a bad beginning to the weekend. But I will say this. The night got a lot better because as we're sitting behind home plate, and we didn't have, you know, we weren't like field level, so I'm not trying to brag with that comment. I'm just trying to tell you where I was. Uh, and if you follow me on social media, you know you saw this video. Seventh inning, game's tied. Mookie Betts just tied it up at three. David Ortiz is getting up to the plate. Pete, I looked at you and I said, well, this might be the last time I see David Ortiz in person, and I think he's going deep. I'm going to record this at bat. I'm reco- I recorded the whole at bat. I posted the final minute of it on Instagram. Follow me, at Danny Picard. I tweeted the link out. I put it on Facebook. Um, and... He gets a piece down the right field line, and we're yelling, get out! I'm yelling, get out! And it goes out. And it was, it was awesome. I watched that video, 
I'm going to watch that video 20 times a day for the rest of my life. Okay? Um, It's just, it's great when you can just maybe predict something like that. But look, when it's David Ortiz, given the situation, it ends up being his last regular season home run. Now, I hope it's not as the last home run that we ever see from David Ortiz. But let's say it is. I got it on video, and I'm glad I'm videoed it. I'm glad I, I took my camera out, took my phone out, and got that David Ortiz home run on video. Red Sox win that game. Uh, they end up losing the next two. They let Toronto back into the tournament, which is a bad thing, and they lose out on home field in the ALDS. Red Sox will play Cleveland. I'll go over the Major League Baseball postseason, but I just wanted to let you in on, on how the night began for us uh, because Pete decides to call lift. And um, that's, I tell you what, that's something that I'll never do after that situation the other night. $50 lift ride that was. And it cost you 50 bucks? 50 bucks. Hey, last night went to the game, did the same exact thing, $15. So, 15 the gir- bucks. so you know what happened? It's, yeah, it was all her fault. Yeah, know she that. didn't even shut it off. That bitch. She didn't shut it off. That bitch. I can't believe it. I wrote them an email, though, complaining, so hopefully it gets reversed. All right. Did you, did you really? Yeah, I did. You did? Hell yeah. You wrote them an email? I wrote them an email. When? Saturday right, morning? That night. Later on that night, right when I was in the lift ride home from Strigis. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication, man. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I, ju- I mean, I do hope the girl got home safe with the flat tire, but I try to tell her. I'm like, listen, you got a flat tire. What, you, what is going on here? Not taking lift again, though. That's, that's what I'll tell you. That's what's going on here. Um, all right, NFL week number four. Uh, my reaction, well, let's just go over my picks. Not a, again, not a good week. I went three and two last week. I go two and three this week. I'm now seven and thirteen on the season. I, I, don't give up on me because I am picking a couple winners here. And I just there's some teams that that really are screwing me. Carolina's been screwing me. Okay, Arizona has been screwing me. The three games that I lost: Carolina minus three and a half uh, over the Falcons. This one was in Atlanta, and I know what happened last year between these two teams. It was, what, the only game Carolina lost. But still, you're thinking that Cam Newton and Carolina, the NFC, reigning NFC champion, you're thinking they're not going to, they're not going to begin the season one and three, right? It's just not going to happen. And Atlanta, I mean, look, they're a good team, but I just feel like Carolina getting beat the way they did to Minnesota the week before in Carolina, I feel like they were going to be hungry. And they lose. And they end up losing Cam Newton in the process because a two-point conversion attempt, he decides to go into the end zone, but he doesn't get in. He doesn't get in. Oh, did So you know what? He might have got in, but he got crushed before. I don't even know the result of the play, but the only part of that play I care about is Cam Newton didn't stay in the game and Carolina ended up losing because Cam Newton's been taking a beating and he's under watch now in the concussion protocol because he got rocked and I don't know what he was thinking. He could have just walked into the end zone for the two-point conversion and he like slowed down and I, I don't know what he was thinking, but moral of the story is Carolina loses this game 48-33. Carolina screws me. Uh, you get Arizona. Look, every year when you make picks, at least the first five weeks, there's a player or there's a team or a combo that really piss you off when they really start affecting your picks. And Arizona is one of those teams. I mean, this team has all the talent in the world on their roster. And for some reason right now, we sit here after four weeks and we look at the Cardinals in the basement of their division in the NFC West, and Arizona is 1-3. and three. And they lose their second straight game yesterday 
Uh, they lose to L.A. They lose to the Rams, 17-13. Carson Palmer and the Arizona Cardinals have been pissing me off nonstop this season. And you know what? I hope Carson Palmer's okay. He got banged up. He left the game. Possible concussion. But even if he is okay, I think if you're Arizona, he's just not getting the job done. And they just have too much talent to be 1-3. The Cardinals have way too much talent to be 1-3. And credit where credit's due, the Rams are 3-1 and one and are in first place in the NFC West. That's a shocker to me. Case Keenum and the LA Rams, all right? So you got to give credit where credit's due. The Rams are really playing above and beyond my expectations for them this season. I just thought Arizona would bounce back from a tough loss against Buffalo and, you know, they would be at home and that they would whoop the Rams, and they didn't. They lost, and they lost 17-13, to and that was one of my picks. I picked Cardinals minus 7.5. And And then my other loss was Tennessee. I took the Titans plus 5 in Houston. You know what? Tennessee made it interesting. DeMarco Murray had a nice day, uh, but Houston wins it 27-20. I do not cover with that, uh, so that's my third loss. I lose Carolina, I lose Tennessee, and I lose Arizona. My wins... Oakland plus three over Baltimore. I told you Oakland was going to give Baltimore their first loss of the season. That's exactly what they did. Oakland goes into Baltimore, wins this game 28-27. Derek Carr making all the big passes. And you can look at that one at the back of the end zone. Crabtree had a big day. Uh, And here's Oakland now at three and one. And Baltimore now at three and one. Uh, But Oakland was an underdog in this one on the road. They were a three-point dog. I told you, don't just take the points. Take Oakland to win. Oakland won the game, uh, and then I won Pittsburgh. Sunday night football, this wasn't even a game. 43-14, to 14, Pittsburgh wins it, and Pittsburgh now gets to 3-1. and one. Kansas City, they are now 2-2. Two and two. This game was in Pittsburgh. I told you Friday, this was going to be your typical bounce-back game from Ben Roethlisberger, who only scored three, they only scored three points in a loss to Philly the week before. They return home. Sunday night football, Le'Veon Bell returns from a three-game suspension. You think Pittsburgh wasn't going to be firing on all cylinders? They were. Le'Veon Bell had almost 200 yards total rushing and receiving. Big Ben, he threw the same amount of touchdown passes in this game as he did in completions. Five. Think about that stat for a minute. Big night for Big Ben. Steelers roll, a five-and-a-half-point favorite, so they cover. So those are my wins, Oakland and Pittsburgh. Two and three on the week, seven and thirteen on the season. Bear with me, you know. I'm there. We're learning some things about the league. We're figuring more and more things out. And you know, when you do look at the top storylines, and obviously we got a Monday night game tonight, and that game, the New York Giants at Minnesota against the Vikings, looking to give the Vikings their first loss of the season. If I had to make a pick, the Vikings minus four and a half. Um, I think this is a three-point Viking win. So I'd be thinking about taking the points with the Giants plus four and a half. But maybe stay away. And and if you're going to take money line and just a winner, or if you're in a survivor, I, I guess you already picked a survivor. But maybe you're in some crazy type of pool where you pick the money in games. I don't know. The Minnesota, I think, is going to win this game tonight. Spreads aside. I think, I think the Vikings are going to win. Uh, it could be close. But I'll take Minnesota to remain undefeated. Uh, but looking back at what we saw Sunday... And yes, I think the biggest storylines, only three unbeaten teams left. Denver, Minnesota, and Philly. Now, Minnesota hasn't played yet. 
At least, by the time you listen to this, maybe they do. But I think they'll remain undefeated. Philly has a bye. Green Bay and Philly were the two teams that buys this week. Philly's 3-0. and But Denver, they get a win. They are now 4-0. and And the Denver Broncos, Trevor Simeon gets hurt. They put in Paxton Lynch over their first-round pick. He does a nice job. Denver's defense holds Tampa Bay to seven points. In Tampa Bay, Broncos, it, it's looking like, once again, they could throw any quarterback back there this season, and they're going to have a shot uh, to make another special run. But the Broncos win at 27-7. to uh, So only three unbeaten teams left as of this Monday afternoon, Denver, Minnesota, and Philly, because the Ravens lost, as I told you, and the Patriots lost to the Bills. Um, I, You know, Jacoby resets the quarterback. All this talk about, you know, was Garoppolo ready and he didn't want to play? My honest opinion, at this point, knowing Tom Brady's returning in week five, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I mean, Brady's returning. That's all you need to know. And are you really that upset that the Patriots, without Brady and for the most part, also without Gronk, went 3-1? and one? Like, the only teams you need to be concerned about, Pittsburgh at 3-1, and one, and I think Denver at 4-0. and all. When it comes to the number one seed in the AFC, only teams you need to worry about. And uh, I'm not worried about them to the point where I'm still concerned about what the quarterback situation was for the Patriots in a loss to the Bills. If you're concerned about the Patriots' defense, they had a tough time tackling, especially out in the edge. As bad as the defense looked, as bad as the Patriots' tackling was in the 16 and nothing loss to the Bills, I mean, they only let up one touchdown. They only let up 16 points. What I'll tell you is this. With Tom Brady under center the rest of the season, if the Patriots defense holds other teams at 16 points, Patriots are going to win that game every single time. So I'm not panicking about the Pats. In fact, I feel great about them being 3-1, and one, knowing that Brady returns, and they are going to roll on the Browns, the 0-4 Browns. And that's another storyline here. There's only one team left without a win. Cleveland's 0-4. Um, you know, when it comes to, to their situation, they lose in Washington to the Redskins 31 to 20 yesterday. And they're the only team without a win because Jacksonville won yesterday. Chicago won. New Orleans won. Those three teams each got their first win of the season. Jacksonville, this was an early one. You know, you wake up in the morning, you watch football. I know some people love this because they want football more for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm sorry. It's just too much. I don't want it. I don't want the morning game. You give it to me, though. I watched a little of it. Indy had a shot to make some plays late. They couldn't do it. Uh, the Jaguars beat the Colts 30-27. to Jacksonville's first win of the season. Chicago, they get their first win, as I just mentioned. They were at home. They beat Detroit. So uh, Brian Hoyer and the Bears beat Stafford and the Lions 17-14 to in what, I, what was probably one of the most boring games of the week. I don't know. I didn't pay any attention to it. And then New Orleans. Uh, this was an exciting finish because if you like watching the San Diego Chargers crumble and you like watching Phillip Rivers throw big picks in big spots, then you loved what you saw in this New Orleans 35-34 to win over San Diego yesterday in San Diego. And the Saints get their first win of the season. So those are some of the top storylines. I guess as we look at the NFL, through four weeks now, and you ask me what the biggest surprises are. Here's my biggest surprise in the NFL through four weeks. 
whatever the fuck is going on in the NFC. I don't know. Like, honestly, the Eagles are in first place at 3-0. The Vikings, as I record this show going into their Monday night showdown with the Giants, the Vikings are 3-0 atop their division. The Falcons are 3-1. And, and, I mean, the, the day that Julio Jones and Matt Ryan had yesterday, what did Jones have? 300-plus yards yesterday in this one? Um, yeah, I was playing him in fantasy. You were? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you had him, buddy. You probably didn't even notice. No, you didn't even I, start your kicker no. and you smoked me. What are you talking? I didn't stop my kicker. You didn't even start your kicker what do you and you mean? still smoked me. I didn't have a kick in no. the lineup. and you smoked Because Julio me. Jones did it for me. Yeah, it was See, crazy. I thought I, I'm in two leagues. I knew I had Julio Jones. I thought I was in my other league. Smoked me. I didn't think it was in, in this league. Yeah. I don't really pay attention to the Beantown Athletics League anyways. Um, and it's sorry, to, it's sorry to say that. It's just sometimes you get two leagues and you don't really pay attention to one of them. Uh, I'm be honest with you. I'm not a big fantasy football guy. I, I do enjoy the daily fantasy stuff, and that's why I like the Friday segment with Rob Gomes in studio. But um, when it comes to, like, the draft and the fantasy football drafts, like, I just, I'm not into it anymore. Baseball, I got run out of my league that I was in because I stopped paying attention. Football, it's about to be the same thing, but it's almost at a point where I hope, I want them to kick me out. Like, I want to get a call one day and say, pick, we're sorry. Like, we like you, we're friends with you still, but we just, we have to get someone in this league to replace you that pays attention, that is going to start a kicker, that's going to start their lineup. I want someone to do that to me. Like, another league that I'm in, Pete, I've been, like, almost begging to get out. And it has nothing to do with I, some of my very good friends in the league. You know? A lot of trash talk. You know, I like that part of it. It's fun. It's funny. But when it comes to, like, putting lineups together and doing a draft, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, I'm not there. I'm just not. Especially beginning of the season. Because I am a baseball guy. Uh, and I'm, and especially when the Red Sox are involved uh, in the postseason race. It's just, it's it, Putting my fantasy lineup out when it comes to those leagues instead of something that you could win money on right away, daily fantasy, I just have a different interest level. So, uh, anyways, when I get away from fantasy and I get back to what I really care about, which is the, the standings right now. How about the NFC? This is the biggest surprise. Here are your NFC division leaders. Philly, Minnesota, Atlanta, and L.A. The Rams, the Falcons, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Okay? These are your division winners. Now, to be fair, I guess I got to throw Seattle in there because Seattle is the same record as the Rams uh, at 3-1, and one, so maybe that you could call that a tie. Um, and Seattle, and just when you think Russell Wilson you know, sprains the ankle, then the next game, his knee looks like it just gets torn off uh, of his lower body. You think, all right, he's out for the season. What is he doing? He's running around, elusive, throwing deep touchdown passes in a win yesterday, and I mean, here's Seattle now all of a sudden at 3-1, and one, right? They actually lost to the Rams. It was at 9-3. to three. Seattle goes into New York yesterday, beats the Jets 27-17, but to me, the biggest surprise through four weeks in the NFL is that your division leaders in the NFC are not teams that I expected. Philly in the East, Minnesota in the North, the Falcons in the South, and the Rams in the West. And I think that has a lot to do with some of the disappointing starts that teams like Arizona have had. Teams like Carolina has had. And even though Washington's 2-2, two and two, um, you know, I, I just, I thought they would be 3-1 and one by now, based on their schedule. I really did. So there's some disappointing stuff going on in the NFC, some surprising stuff. 
AFC, I mean, Patriots in first place, Steelers in first place, Texans in first place, Denver in first place. Not many real big surprises in the AFC. It's the NFC, I think. Uh, that's, you know, the, the biggest surprise, maybe the biggest storyline in all of football through four weeks in the NFL season. So um, that's what we're looking at in the NFL. I'll be back Friday to give you my picks for week number five. And week five is going to begin on Thursday night with Arizona in San Francisco, the Cardinals in San Fran for Thursday night football. As far as I'm seeing, there's not yet a spread, and I think that has to do with not just, you know, what Arizona's going to have under center because Carson Palmer got banged up, but also, I mean, at what point does San Fran maybe change their quarterback, right? What, at what point do the 49ers do that at 1-3? and three? So that's why I don't think I don't see a spread on this one, but that's where Week 5 will begin Thursday Night Football, Arizona in San Fran. So um, what else this week? Before I get to baseball, oh, the Ryder Cup. Team USA wins the Ryder Cup for the first time since 2008. Pete, were you in this? Were you paying attention to this? Were you watching this? I see people It was tweet. all poppy all weekend, baby. Yeah, to me too. I was. I was all poppy. And um, there was just a lot going on yesterday. Like, I, I, I was shocked to see some of my friends who love the Red Sox love the Patriots, were more focused on the Ryder Cup. And I don't want to knock the Ryder Cup here. Like, I think it is exciting if you watch it. But I think it would be a little bit more exciting if there wasn't as much shit going on outside of the Ryder Cup. Like, yesterday, at one point, you had the Patriots in the second half. You had the David Ortiz farewell pregame ceremony. You had an important game against Toronto, which you lost. And, um... You had all this other NFL stuff going on. So, to me, the Ryder Cup was third on the list. And with the other two things going on, I didn't even really get to watch the Ryder Cup at all, all weekend. And that's not a knock on the Ryder Cup. I just think I'm more focused on the other stuff that was happening. And uh, what did you think of the—see, yesterday was the real David Ortiz farewell ceremony. And, Pete, you were there. Um, I could not go. I had to work. I was on WEI all weekend. What did you think of that yesterday? Did you at least watch it on TV? I watched it on yeah. TV. Yeah. I had tears in my eyes. I here's right. I, I got the chills. And goosebumps. When they had the poem. The if Oh, it was unbelievable. Poem. Yeah. I mean, it was perfect. And um, what, they named a bridge after him, they named a street after him. They announced that they're gonna retire number thirty four next season. I'm all about retiring number thirty four. I just didn't think they were gonna do it next season. I'd have to they give it a couple years, you know, let the guy you know, he wants to get away. Let him get away for a little bit. But you know what? It'll be a special, special night when they do it. And uh, yesterday was a special day. Sunday was a special day because you had all his old teammates come out. I thought that was awesome. Somehow, though, somehow, some way, Johnny Gomes finds himself in a picture with fucking Pedro Martinez and David Ortiz. Like, how? How and why? Does Johnny Gomes find himself in a picture with Pedro Martinez and David Ortiz and the World Series trophies? Look, I like what Gomes did for the Red Sox, but, I mean, you know, if we're ranking them right now, <laughs> and the, you know, the moments, uh, when it comes to on-the-field stuff, I, I don't know. I just, Johnny Gomes, I didn't think he should be in a picture with Pedro and David Ortiz. Anyways, a great ceremony, uh, but now we look to the postseason, and that usually is when David Ortiz is at his best I told you I think Big Poppy is the American League MVP. He's probably not going to win that because these writers are going to talk. You know, the people who have votes, you know, they're going to vote for 
uh, the guys who play the field and run, you know, steal bags, they're going to do that. You know, Betts and, and Trout are going to get most of the votes, I think, but I would vote for David Ortiz. That's the way I would roll. And now uh, the playoff matchups in Major League Baseball. Let's go over it, right, shall we? Let's do it. And here's the schedule, too. The wild card, the American League wild card game is going to be Tuesday night. Baltimore goes to Toronto, okay? Now, uh, when, when it comes, they, as, as I'm recording this podcast right now, they have not released the pitching matchup for this game. Uh, the, both teams have multiple options. Baltimore can go with, and this is based on number of days rest, and, and then you narrow it down after that to whatever the other stats are. Baltimore can go with Tillman, or they can go with Jimenez, Rivaldo Jimenez. My advice for Baltimore, go with Tillman. Go with Tillman. I know, I think Jimenez in his last start, actually, at the end of the season, I think he beat Toronto. But um, I would go with Tillman. Tillman, I think, is your top dog. That's who you should be living and dying with right now at this point. And if you're Toronto, you're going with either Liriano or you're going with Stroman. And... Look, I like Stroman, but Liriano has had, he's had one heck of a September. And um, he had 10 strikeouts against Baltimore in his last start. I would go with Liriano. I really would. I'd be going with Liriano in this one, but we'll see what they do. Either way, I think Toronto is going to win it. I think Toronto wins this game. Uh, then you get Wednesday, the National League wild card game. San Francisco. They go to New York to take on the Mets. Uh, the Giants are in New York to take on the New York Mets in this one. It's going to be, what, Noah Syndergaard versus Madison Bumgarner. So those are the two wild card games. Baltimore goes to Toronto, and San Francisco goes to New York. At least with San Fran and New York, we know the pitching matchup right now as of this Monday afternoon. It's going to be Syndergaard for the Mets and Bumgarner for the Giants. Bumgarner, in his career against the Mets, he's like... I want. I think he's like seven and all with an ERA under. I want. I want to say it's under two. Put it this way: he's just been filthy against the Mets. You got to go with bump. You know, this is. Yeah, I think you have to go with the Giants in this one. I do. You got to go with the Giants. I like Syndergaard. He's had some issues this season, though, at times with injury. Right. I'm going with Bumgarner. I'm putting my money on him all day, every day, even on the road. I'm going to say the Giants win this one. So, here's how I think. This thing is going to play out. Pete, you ready to hit some some music to get us going here for the Major League Baseball postseason? Because I'm ready for it. Um, I, when we play this tune, it's going to bring you back to old school Major League Baseball. How old school, though? Maybe like 10 years ago? Now what they do on Fox is they give you the NFL on Fox theme. And I hate that. I don't know why they ever changed from what was the original Major League Baseball on Fox theme which was this song right here. Oh, yeah. This is the one. They don't use this anymore. So we're going to use it. When you hear this, don't you just, like, play this again, and I'll tell you what I, Pete, stop this song, play it again, and I'll tell you exactly what I, what I hear in my own head when I hear that song playing. Go ahead. The Major League Baseball postseason on Fox is presented by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. 
and by Beantown Athletics, the number one source for screen printing and embroidery. Well, David Price has allowed six runs in five innings, and John Farrell left him out too long. That's a story here in game two of the ALDS on Fox. I, that's just how I envision. That's just how I, I can hear it in my own head. Joe Buck giving the read, this song, but they changed music. I don't know why they changed the music. They went to the NFL on Fox theme. I don't know why. Maybe they'll surprise us during the postseason and go back to this original theme. But I love this song. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my postseason predictions and I'm going to give it with this music that Fox doesn't want to play anymore. So we'll use it. Here we go. I told you my wild card winners. Toronto's going to beat Baltimore. The Giants are going to beat the Mets. Here's how it's going to look. In the ALDS, you got the Red Sox and the Cleveland Indians. Game one Thursday night. It's going to be in Cleveland. I was on WEEI yesterday. People calling in so worked up saying the Red Sox peaked at the wrong time. They lose five of six going in to the postseason. And they lost out on home field. Well, here's what you should be mad about. And here's what I'm mad about as a Red Sox fan is that forget about home field. That's not the end of the world. You'd prefer it, obviously. But if you don't get it, it doesn't end your season. If you keep Toronto alive in this thing, which is exactly what happened, you had a chance to end Toronto and you didn't do it. And so because of that, I think Toronto is the most dangerous team in the playoffs if they can win the one-game wildcard, which I think they will. Um, but when it comes to home field, when it comes to home field, not the end of the world for the Red Sox because momentum is going to be as good as the starting pitch in his game one Thursday night. Red Sox are going with Rick Porcello. He's going to be the AL Cy Young Award winner. Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer is going to be starting for the Cleveland Indians and... He's never even pitched in the postseason. This is new to him. It could be dangerous territory. I'll put my money on Porcello. And then in game two Friday night, David Price, who was trying to rid himself and cleanse himself of the postseason demons, well, you could be concerned about that because his numbers aren't great in the postseason. But Corey Kluber, he's never even pitched in the playoffs. So, again, new territory to him as well. I'm giving the edge to the Red Sox in this series. Cleveland's pitching staff's banged up. Carrasco's out for the season. They don't know if Salazar's going to return. You can talk about all you want, and maybe Tito Francona, Mike Napoli, Andrew Miller looking for revenge. Guess what? It's not going to happen. Red Sox won't allow it to happen. The Sox are going to beat the Cleveland Indians in this series. They'll play the winner of Toronto and Texas, a rematch of last year's American League Divisional Series. You saw it. Benches cleared in Toronto. Batista with the bat flip. Well, Toronto's going to win it again. And that sets us up for a Blue Jays series in the ALCS with the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox will get the home field in this series. But I just think Toronto's the most dangerous team. They got the playoff experience. They were there last year late. They got an offense that is... I think as overpowering as you could get. Blue Jays can mash. But one thing that's overlooked with Toronto, they can pitch too. Sanchez, you saw what he did to the Red Sox this weekend. Jay Happ is a Cy Young candidate. Um, you talk about the way Liriano's pitching. Stroman, don't forget about him. And Estrada, okay? Marco Estrada's turned some things around late uh, and finished the season nicely as far as I saw. Toronto can pitch. 
They can also hit. This is a dangerous, dangerous matchup for a Red Sox team that I think still has many questions with their bullpen. I'm taking Toronto to beat the Red Sox in the ALCS. I hope I am wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think Toronto's going to go to the World Series. In the National League, well, the Dodgers will take on the Nationals. And the LA Dodgers, well, they're going to Washington for game number one. They're going to D.C. Nationals are without uh, Strasburg, and this is a big loss to them. I do think Max Scherzer is going to help make this thing interesting. But to me, Clayton Kershaw, we talk about cleansing yourself of postseason demons. Last year, Clayton Kershaw did just that. He was great in the postseason. And the Dodgers can pitch. I just think the Dodgers right now, uh, they're a better team than the Nationals. And they, if you line up the studs and the aces, I'm taking Kershaw over Max Scherzer. I'm going to take the Dodgers over the Nationals. Then the Cubs against the wild card winning Giants, taking the Cubs. I just think Cubs are too good, and they're not going to lose this series. Could you call it destiny? Maybe. Uh, but if the Cubs do lose, it won't be in the National League Divisional Series. Their pitching's too good. Lester, Arietta, and they got more than that. So the Cubs are stacked. They'll beat the Giants, setting us up for an NLCS, Cubs and Dodgers. And I'm going to stick with the Cubs. I just like how their pitching matches up with the Dodgers hidden, uh, top to bottom. The Cubbies are going to the World Series, folks, and your World Series is going to be Toronto and Chicago with the Cubs getting... No, actually, Cubs don't get home field, right? American League, all-star game. Here's the deal. Toronto, at the beginning of the season, I picked the Cubs to win the World Series, all right? I picked them to beat the Royals. Royals are not in the postseason. But I told you Toronto's the most dangerous team. And also, something that's overlooked with the Blue Jays, we talk about MVP candidates, this, that, the other thing. How about Edwin Encarnacion, 42 home runs, 127 RBIs. I have not heard one person mention his name. Not one person in the MVP race in the American League. And Toronto's got it all. You got the checklist there. You're checking off all the boxes. You can check off everything with the Blue Jays. They're going to make Cubs fans weep, okay? Blue Jays will be your World Series champions, and it comes back to this weekend. Red Sox had a chance to eliminate them. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Instead of being upset about home field, you should be upset about Toronto having a pulse because as long as this Blue Jays team has a pulse, they are the most dangerous team top to bottom in the postseason, and they're ready to take that next step that they started to build last year, and the Toronto Blue Jays will be your World Series champions. Um, that's just how I see it playing out. I've been wrong before, and again, with regards to the Red Sox, I hope I am wrong again. But that's just what my heart's telling me. Toronto will win it all. I'm here every Monday and Friday. You can subscribe to this show at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show. Instagram, all forms of social media. Uh, we'll be back Friday. We'll do our segment, a daily fantasy football segment with Rob Gomes, working on a couple other things as well, and I'll give my picks for week five in the NFL. And, of course, some postseason baseball talk as I'll be able to react to game one of the ALDS, Red Sox and Indians, but as I just told you, I think Porcello and the boys will bring it in Cleveland and get a game one win 
on the road. Pete, nice job over there. Glad to have you back for a second straight show. Hope to keep you in here. And um, yeah, thanks for joining me. I'm out. Talk to you Friday.